are very blessed today to have our pastor, my pastor, Olin Griffin, and his lovely wife, Sybil. It was 1987 we wandered into their church and were impressed on visiting them again. It was on that second visit. We sat on the back row. We got there, and the service was in full bloom, and they were singing a new song from Psalm 40, not the YouTube version, an earlier one. He has put a new song in my mouth, even praise to the Lord our God. And uh, he picked me up from the miry clay and set my feet upon a rock. And I turned to my wife and I said, I feel the word home right here. Now we're in the back, in the balcony. Um, hundreds of people are there. And when the song ended for the third time, probably, Pastor, o Pastor Olin came to the mic, pointed at us in the balcony, and these were his words. You're home. Welcome home. Amen. So it felt good to be home, but I wondered, okay, this is home, but what do they believe? Well, they had 42 weeks of membership classes, first principles of the elementary doctrines of Christ. And so we dived right in, and four years later, he recruited me uh, to come to Granbury and with my wife, have children's church on Wednesday nights till this little group got off the ground. We started in a Ken and Barbie house. Ken and Barbara Smith had retired, moved to Granbury, and uh, left Shady Grove Church, where they were earlier members, founding members. And so uh, nine months later, I became the first pastor, helping them get off the ground, and we're still attempting to do that. So let's just show some love to Pastor Olin Griffin. Come right on. I'm, I'm embarrassed when I, when I hear that story because uh, today we know how to uh, expand churches a little bit better than that and uh, get play, pray a little more, get some more money in, right, and uh, be able to help the church that's getting started. But we back then we thought, well, God said do it. We just set them out, and they did it, and, and so deeply appreciate the both of you. You're wonderful, wonderful, wonderful people. I love the worship this morning. Tremendous. I love it. You know, one of the things that I, I can hardly get over is during the season that we had Shady Grove Church, um, during that season, there would be such a strong sense of worship like we were doing here at the end, and well, before the end. And, and there would be such a sense of God's presence until marriages literally would, would get healed. And, and people would get healed. A little boy with a, with a, a, he was in the hospital, and they got him out of the hospital for the week with a life they they had already said you're going to die, and the parents they were from Oklahoma, and they brought the the kid there, the child, got out of of the hospital in in Dallas, Children's Hospital, and I don't I don't even they I didn't even meet them, but I remember where they were standing, and um, they took the little boy back. They just put him out. They let him have a two days out and, and put him back in the hospital. 
And Thursday, from Monday to Thursday, the doctors came in, and he was back in Oklahoma working, but the wife was there, and said, uh, we, we don't know what's happened to your son. And what do you mean? Well, he's healed, and we can't find the... And it was a, it was a deathly disease. And uh, do you remember any of that? You, anyway, the deadly disease. And uh, he was healed. They came back the next Sunday, gave testimony to the healing. No one touched them except the Holy Spirit. And, and, and we were just worshiping. The presence of God just came in the midst of, of that time. And we saw families put together, husbands and wives restored. And they'd just be be in the, in, the, in the congregation. No one would say anything to them, and bam, it just, it happened. I'm, just, I'm so excited. My wife over here is a wife of 64 years. And uh, she goes with me everywhere. Um, I remember, when, I remember when we got married, we were at Hart Simmons University living in a little, a little two-bedroom, I mean a two-room house with a kitchen, and uh, we had a ketchup fight. You, rem you remember that? You remember that, hon? We had a ketchup fight, and I don't know why I thought of that a while ago. We threw, we threw ketchup all over the kitchen, all over, everywhere, on the walls, everywhere you can imagine. Ketchup in her hair, ketchup everywhere. You remember that, babe? And she stayed. She stayed with me, but she threw ketchup too. It wasn't just me. She was throwing. Were we mad about something, or that was just one of those, just one of those playtime things, right? Oh boy, oh boy. But I. Sometimes it, it helps to know where a person came from. And um, in, I got saved in 1970. In all of the 60s, I worked for DPS for, as a state trooper for 10 years and um, got born again, got saved. I mean, God dealt with my heart. And the next thing I knew, I was feeling like a call to the ministry. We were living in Jacksboro. And... Um, I, I didn't want to do this. This was just a couple, three months after I was saved. And um, we're gonna, I'm going to tie this in with the, with the word here in just a minute. And so I thought, uh, I don't, I, I don't want to leave what I'm doing. I've, but something, I, I just, how did I know? How did I know? I just knew in my heart that God was drawing me. But I, I wouldn't settle for that. I said, okay, God, look, I'll go talk to my grandfather. He had had, he had, had, had raised 11 children and had dozens and do, I don't know how many great-grandchildren and great-great-grandchildren. But I, he was always singing about Jesus. He was a farmer. And he was always singing about Jesus. And he, he'd see me and he'd, he'd get me. Anytime we were having a family get together, he'd pull me over to one side and he'd say, 
let's sing, let's sing about Jesus. And we'd get the book out and we'd begin to sing songs like that. And, and, and he raised these, they raised these 11 children on a farm. No, no um, water, just depended on God to rain and that kind of thing. I said, well, Lord, I know he loves you very, very much. I'll go talk to him and whatever he says, I'll do. So I drove to Abilene from Jacksboro, found him, and, he, and he, he, I said, Granddad, I'm, I can only stay a moment. I've got to get back to Jacksboro, but I come here for one purpose. I want to, I want to know something. Um, would you change your life, anything in your life, if you had it to live over? Anything. Would you change it? He said, yep, yeah, just like that. I said, you would? What would you do? I mean, what, what would you change? He said, I'd, I'd be a preacher. I said, Granddad, you are, you've got dozens of, of grandchildren. I mean, 11 kids. I mean, you, they, what, what, I mean, you preach all the time. You make, you make me sing with you and all of that, that stuff. And you're saying you'd be a preacher. You are a preacher. He looked at me and he stared like, and he said, you know what I mean. I'd be a preacher. <laughs> I'd, whew, I'm out of here. And I, I drove back to Jacksboro and I said, well, okay, this 30-year-old boy, I'm going to do it. I, I, I heard your voice. It was, he, he agreed with it. And um, this is part of what this message is about. I would like for you to, I'm going to pick up where your pastor left off last week, if you don't mind, and he can redo the whole thing next week. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> but we're, we're going to look at Hebrews chapter, thir- uh, yeah, 25, uh, 12, 25, chapter 12, and um, look at with me with verse uh, 25. We'll just start there. He says in verse 25, See that you do not refuse him who speaks. For if they did not escape who refused him who spoke on the earth, what he's talking about is he told them, you know, to, to go into the country, survey the country, and come back. And they came back with a negative net message. Remember that. Because negative, no, we can't go in there. The people are too big. We can't, we can't make it. But God had told them that he would give them victory in every area, in, in, in the whole time in the, that they're in the desert. So he, said, so he said, he spoke on the earth, much more shall not escape, much more uh, we turn away from him who speaks from heaven. If, if he did it then, he'll do it now. But now he has promised, saying, Yet once more I shake not only the earth, but also heaven. He's wanting the people at that time that he's writing this to know that they need to believe in, the, in the God's speaking, in God's saying something that is critical and, and, and needed for their lives and for, the, for his direction. And so he wanted them to know that. He said, yet once more I shake not only the earth, but also heaven. Now, he shook the earth the last time. Every, per, every adult male 
I guess that male, every adult male died in the wilderness. Every one of them, because they didn't believe. They didn't believe what God had said. And yet once more, he says, I, will, I shake not only the earth, but also heaven. Now, this yet once more indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken as of the things that are made and the things which cannot be shaken may remain. And he said, what he was saying was, I want you to believe something. The things that, that can't be shaken will, will remain. And the things that can be shaken are going to go. You, you hear what he's saying? Those that can be shaken are going to go. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reference, with reference and, and godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire. Now, here's, here's what, I, what I'm hearing out of this. We must come to the place where we will believe what God is speaking to our hearts. That's the reason I told you the story about being called to the ministry. That we believe that what God is wanting to say to us, he can say to us as long as it's not against the scripture. As, not, as long as it agrees with scripture. My, my preaching, there's nothing in the scripture that talks about me being a pastor. But when God called, there's nothing wrong with that. So God called, and, and, and I listened to what he was saying and moved upon it, and God blessed that. It is thus hearing these small things that we think are small things or things which really make our lives and make other people's lives around us. He says that, therefore, I'm reading verse 28. Therefore, since we're receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, what is he saying here? He's talking about the children of Israel coming out of Egypt, not believing him for victory, and they spent those 50 years, and all of the men, grown men died. All of them died before they got into the land. They, they got shaken. But he's saying here, therefore, since we're receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, how many of you believe you're we receiving that kingdom that cannot be shaken? If we believe that, by grace we serve God acceptably with reference and God, reverence and godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. And what, what happens is sometimes when God begins to speak to us, we don't, we don't understand that, that that is a word from the Lord by the Holy Spirit. Now, we do have to weigh this word. We have to weigh it. We have to weigh it according to Scripture. It didn't say anywhere in Scripture that Olin Griffin was called to the ministry. It didn't say anything in the Scripture about that. And yet I knew that the Holy Spirit was speaking to me. There was nothing in what he said that was anti-Bible. You understand? Nothing was anti-Bible. Everything we hear that we think is from the Holy Spirit, we have to understand that the Bible has to agree with it, that it doesn't produce in us some kind of pride. It doesn't make us feel better than everyone else. It's, it's that God has spoken to my heart, and it is, it is peaceful. It's, 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 a word, it's a word from the Lord that God is going to shape our lives with if we're willing to hear what he is saying. It's like a rhema word. It's a rhema word. It's not, let's, let's take a word. 
let me think of, of, a, of a place in, in the Bible when it, when it talks about that, that the word that he, that he gives us is a, is a, a word that is a, a true word as long as it agrees with this and as long as it's, it's received in the, in the, with the right heart. It's, it's, I just believe that we're missing things. See, what's happening today, people, in, you get angry, get, get mad at me if you want to, but what's happening today is there's all kinds of words going out that's saying, oh, we, we're, we're, we're sh- being shaken. This is a, this, our nation is going down. It, it, everything, every, every, it just couldn't be any worse than it, what it is today. And, and we, we get to talking like that, and then people begin to prophesy. And they begin to prophesy. And I, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm not against any prophecy. I'm, I'm for it, 100%. Not any, but I'm, I'm for most prophecy, 100%. But the prophecies I've heard in the last 10 to 15 years or 30, 20 years, most of those that talks about the United States and about about the fire that's coming and all of that is, has just not happened. They, it hasn't happened. You look back on the, on the last two years and five years and 10 years, 15 years, it, things get going in our nation and prophecies come, come out and saying, this is going to happen to our nation. This is going to happen to our nation. It doesn't happen. I, I am saying to you, I, I believe this stirs the feelings of believers around the United States particularly. It stirs us up. If that prophet is right, oh my goodness, we've got things coming that's really bad. We've got things coming that, that, that we, we, need to put, we need to hoard up something. We need to put stuff together. I don't know what, what all it is. But I just know that some of those things that are being said have never come to pass. And they were set to come to pass on a set time. I I am saying to you, I want want to bring relief to you. They can prophesy all they want to prophesy. But we've got a word right here, right here, that if we will give ourselves to the Lord, if we will will, will not be paying attention to these, these things going this way, I know one thing. The day is coming when we are not going to be put down. We're not going to be wrecked out. The church is not going away. We, we are stable. There is something that God is doing in the midst of the church and we will not be shaken. shaken. We just won't be. We won't be. We won't be. How God would be against his word. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ, according to this word right here, he said, therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken. What is that kingdom? The kingdom of God. What is that, what is that can't be shaken? The body of Christ. It can't be shaken. It's not going to be destroyed. It's not going to go down the drain. There may be some things happen around us, but God will take care of us. And I think the very core thing that we need to hear, excuse me if I get to preaching too hard and be, I, look, if we, if we get, keep listening to that stuff and giving money to that stuff and, 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 they, and they're not proven, that the reason they're not proven, it doesn't happen. The Word of God happens. The Word of God has always happened. 
There, there is a day coming when, the, when we will not be shaken, but there is a shaking that is going to come. He, he talked about a shaking that happened on Sinai. That, that shaking shook the earth. He said, I'm coming back. I read it a moment ago. I'm coming back because there's going to be a shaking of the earth and a shaking of the heaven too. Do you know what he's talking about? He's talking about the, the demonic forces in the heavenlies. That, they, that that is going to come to an end sometime, but it's not winning. I can prophesy according to this word, the devil is not going to win. Amen. So let's give ourselves to loving people, loving the body of Christ. Let's give ourselves to loving him. Let's give ourselves to worshiping him. Let's give ourselves to witnessing to other people. Let's give ourselves to bringing in Christ. Let's give ourselves to, to worship. I, I, I love these, these words that we get. And it's important. It's important. I believe that even sitting in this, in this house right now, in this building, are people that you've heard things and you've wondered about it. But you didn't do anything. You didn't go pray more about it. You think that could be a word from the Holy Spirit? You know, the, the logos, is, is the, the written word it is there, but there is also the rhema word. Yes. I, I, I might get off on something here that I don't, I don't mean to hurt anyone's feelings, but... A pastor told me early in my pastoral life that if you want to know what faith is, you take the word and repeat it over and over and over and over again, and it'll come to pass. And he called that rhema word. You pre repeat the scripture over and over and over. The, the, the rhema word is the word you're reading, you're reading the Bible or you're driving down the road, or you're cleaning the house, and a scripture comes to you, and all of a sudden it comes alive, and where it came alive by the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, that's a rhema word. When you get that, if you got a call to the ministry, if you got a call, if you if you're reading the word and you're needing, needing God to speak into your heart, it is it is when when I am reading through the scriptures, and and and. And something jumps off at me, and my heart goes, well, yeah, that's it. That's it. That is the rhema word of God that's in the scriptures. Otherwise, if we just go around repeating it, repeating it, repeating it, and it doesn't happen, and I've watched it as it hasn't happened in people's lives. And, and when, when I'm saying, though, if God is calling you and, you, and that is confirmed, it is confirmed by the Holy Spirit, you can be reading along in Scripture, and it'll, it'll jump off the page at you. How many of you have had that to happen? That, it, it, it comes alive on the inside of you. That's the word that God is looking for in the body of Christ. You're quiet. I'm not saying do away with prophecy. I am saying, 
if the prophecy quickens you and it's according to the word, it's good. I don't know if that was a prophecy I spoke over you whenever you were up, up in the balcony or not. It was. It was. <laughs> I felt it in my heart, and I, I didn't feel that it was against Scripture. I felt like Scripture would, that Jesus would be happy with that. It wasn't promoting me. It was, it was I just wanted it for God. That's all. And this is the thing that I feel like, is, and Pastor, you can straighten all of this out whenever I leave. Uh, <clears throat> therefore, therefore, he said, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear, for God is a consuming fire. This, the word serve, is the word loturo. Loturo is the word for worship. There's like three major words for worship in the Greek. This word loturo is the word worship. And I know they, that whoever wrote that says serve, but it is in a sense, it's a, it's a serving type of worship. It's, it's, a, it's the kind of worship where where people can, can worship the Lord and, and, and serve one another, can serve the Lord and can serve the body of Christ through their worship. Worship is, is a place where we where can be transformed in, in our lives and, 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 and we can get fresh words from the Lord and, and a vision there that's all according to the Scriptures. If we believe that, Again, let me repeat to you, you don't have to sweat all of the bad things sometimes you hear that's going to happen. We will not be shaken according to this word. And I'm, am I looking forward to some of the things coming? No. But are, but are we going to be shaken by it? No. We're going to shine. We, huh? We're going to shine. And the body of Christ is the thing that he's talking about here that cannot and will not be shaken. If you should remember that, just remember it. It can't be shaken. So the, the Lord is saying to us, what we, we, you, we need to do is we need to be able to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to us. I had been called to, to Johnson City, Texas. I spent two years, my wife and I and children spent two years in Johnson City, First Baptist Church of Johnson City. I was there about uh, 18 months and God began to deal with me. But you know, y'all know what I'm saying? Begin to deal with you. It means that I'm not going to get any pride out of it. I'm not going uh, I'm, I'm to prosper or profit physically. For that, I, I don't care. I want to serve God. I, I know God will provide everything that I need. And so I was, I was beginning to hear this. And I was driving out, and, and a, a couple, a wife and a child, uh, had visited the church that Sunday before. And uh, um, I went, he was... Her husband was the foreman for Church's Fried Chicken Ranch. 
thousands of acres just south of, of Johnson City, just about five miles. So I went out to visit them seven miles from the gate to the house. And I went out and visited with them. And Jesus led and used me to lead the husband. They had four children to lead the husband and two children to the Lord. And that one visit. The wife was happy. She had been to church one Sunday, the Sunday before, and I was out there to find out how it's going. Led them to the Lord. You can imagine, I got in my car, I started out, and, and I, back, to, back to the gate, and I was just singing a song. I looked up, it was December the 11th of that year, and, I, and it was crispy but not cold. And I looked up to this hill, and I heard the Holy Spirit say, Stop your car and come up and meet with me. Is there anything wrong in Scripture about that? <laughs> Not at all. No one, no one else was there. No one else knew it. So I, I pulled the car over, left a note on the windshield in case one of the ranch people came by, thought something was wrong. I took my Bible and went up top the hill. It was beautiful. It had been sort of landscaped. They'd sown some grain in it so the, the, yeah, so the uh, deer could, could eat there. And they left three saplings right in the center of the hill. And I could look out on the other hills. Oh, it was, just, it was beautiful, December the 11th. Never forget that date. I walked over to where those th three saplings were. I just fell down right there and began to read the word. I wanted to make sure that what I was hearing was God. And the wind began to blow. Didn't turn a page on my Bible and shook the trees around me. Then God spoke and said to me, I am calling you out of the called out. I was Baptist. I'm calling you from out from the called out. I'm calling you to another place that's going to be in the center of a huge population. And he said, I'm going to do things that you've not seen before. Okay. So, oh, he said it, he would send a what kind of a committee did we call it back then? Huh? Old pulpit committee. Said he's going to send a pulpit committee. He sent a pulpit committee in two weeks. Lined up at the back. Five of them. Guess where from? Shady Grove. Baptist Church. The center. You get the map down, look at it. Tarrant County, Dallas County, the center. I didn't even think about that at the moment. Then they wanted me to come down and preach in view of a call. And then uh, they called me, and then they wished they hadn't. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I was a graduate from Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. I never preached a message on the Holy Spirit. I never preached a message. I didn't even mention tongues. I didn't mention any of that. And then all of a sudden they thought there was something, something was wrong with me. 
And I, was, I, I asked the deacons, what, what's wrong? They said, well, you just go around smiling all the time. Now, I'm, I'm not kidding you. That's what they told me. So I'd been, I had been visiting. They, we had a black neighborhood pretty close to us. And I've always, I've never seen, I just don't see a difference between white and black. And so I was over there knocking on doors. And the deacons called a deacon meeting. So I'm in the deacons meeting, and they're saying, what are, you, what, are you, what are you doing visiting over there in the black community? I said, because there's souls over there. Yep. They said, what? Well, we don't visit blacks. I said, we, we don't visit blacks. If, if a black person got saved and I led them to the Lord and, and wanted to be baptized and wanted to become members of this church, you mean you wouldn't let them? No, no. We wouldn't let because this church was called, was built by our own sweat, blood, and tears for our community at Shady Grove, period. They didn't fire me then, but they <laughs> tried to fire me in a, in a business meeting. How many of you been to a Baptist business meeting? <laughs> Y'all? <laughs> but we had won, we had won 50 Three people to the Lord in nine months, or 55. And, and, and um, I didn't realize what was happening, but the people who were there to begin with were getting a little outweighed. <laughs> so they, they, they voted for me to stay or go. And I won, or God won. Two-thirds to a third. I said, that's good enough. I'll take it. So I stayed, and they left, and the building burned down. <laughs> Two weeks later. It had set on fire in five places, chemical fire. Someone who knew what they were doing. So we're left, my wife and I and two children are left without a place to meet. Now, let me tell you, all of this. Hearing God's voice doesn't mean it's easy. <laughs> but it's got to match with the Holy Spirit. A peace in our heart, looking at the Word. It's not against the Word of God. It's not illegal in any other way. I can hear it. The Holy Spirit is saying, yes, that's me. I went down, you know, being a, a, a trooper, I went down and talked to, they had a, a, a Bible, I mean, a, a school that, they, that Grand Prairie had abandoned, and they were using it to train sheriff's deputies. Well, I'd been down there because of my previous employment. I'd been down there and talked with them and hoping I'd lead some of them to the Lord, too. And um, I went down there and said, our building burned. We need a place to meet. They gave us a place to meet. He called the sheriff of Dallas County and, and said, oh, we've got some guys here. And what were about 40 of us left, Sybil, something like that? About 40 people left. We're, we're left with us. And, and sheriff called back and said, tell that guy he can meet Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. As long as he needs to meet it, meet in it, free of charge. Praise 
We couldn't have afforded it. God, I'm, t- I'm telling you this for one reason. This, this, this thing kept growing. We were able to build a, a church for 400 out of that place, uh, build a church building for 400 just a half mile up the road. The next thing you know, we had to build another church, and, 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 and it, it kept growing. And it was just it was it it was just amazing. I could hardly believe it. We I don't know how many around in the in the at the near the end of it that time that I was there. We were getting close to five thousand. Uh, we were having first and second services and Saturday services and things like that. Out of that fire, y'all hear what I'm saying? Listen, what came from from that was because I I listened. Sybil and I listened. She didn't even want to move to Grand Prairie. She wanted to stay there. You know what I told her when she said, I don't, I'm not going to move. I said, okay, I'm not moving either. I wouldn't believe God would call me to something that would wreck our marriage. I'm here in, in <laughs> I'm here in, where were we? I'm, I'm ahead of myself. Yeah, we were in Jacksboro together. I'll, we'll stay in Jacksboro. I came in about a week later, came in from ministry, and I walked in the house, and Sybil was just crying, coming all the way down streaks going down. I said, what's wrong? And she said, God just told me that we're to cross over the Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) So what I'm trying to say is, is, He says, therefore, we're receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken. But let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire. I really like that, that passage that talks about we're going to know him, we're going to worship him, we're going to love him. That word, remember, that I, that I mentioned a moment ago. And that word has to do with helping one another worship. Loturo. You remember me mentioning it? That word means that we will serve one another and we will worship together. It means we, 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 we come in as one, as one body and we're going to worship him. We're going to lift our hands. We're going to bow before him. But we're going to also lovingly draw the, the other people into his presence. I believe the key to any church, any church, is the presence of God manifested in our midst. And that worship will never, ever die. We will worship him from now to then. So let me put it this way. Number one, don't listen to what the devil's saying. Number two, listen to what the Lord is saying. Number three, worship the Lord. And those three things, no matter where you are in your life, those three things will bring you to a place of walking in the presence of the Lord. That those words that God gave you, those rhema words, will, will produce. 
the rhema words will produce, the words that are, that are inside of you. I'm, I remember reading words when, 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 whenever I would read it, I would say, what? I didn't realize that. And all of a sudden, it just came alive inside of me. And I, I would rush to find Sybil so that I could tell her my new discovery that the Holy Spirit had done in my life because God keeps speaking to us. He keeps speaking to us. We go, we keep, if we keep listening, we don't have one. You, you don't. As an individual, you don't have one concern about what's going to happen because our kingdom is not going to be destroyed. Amen. You understand what I'm saying? That's what I'm trying to get at. How do we get there? How do we get there? We get there by listening, even in our own private lives, by listening to the rhema word, listening to the Holy Spirit. Be reading through the word, and all of a sudden it jumps out at you, and you say, oh, dear Lord, that's a word for me. But it jumps out. The Holy Spirit did that. And read the word and let that rhema word take hold. Be a seed that produces something that you could never produce on your own. And God is going to take us to church of the living God. He's going to take us through this thing. Believe me. Please believe the word. We may not like it all, but the body of Christ is not going to be killed. It's not going to be destroyed but we're going to see life. 